For more information on our services, visit our website at mancinilegal.com. Your first choice lawyers across Sussex. Mancini Legal presents The Late Night Lawyer, transmitted across the airwaves on your social media channels and podcasts. We are The Late Night Lawyer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Late Night Lawyer Weekend Edition. The date today is the 2nd of May 2020, and we're here live. Right, before going on to tonight's guest show, I want to just obviously talk about what's going on at the moment. There's there's obviously a huge amount of, uh, of pressure going on with businesses around up and down the country, really, following this huge pandemic. You know, we're keeping a constant eye on, on uh, the government's steer and, uh, and how the government are going to obviously assist businesses in this extremely difficult situation and difficult time. With this in mind, it's... it's you know, it's obvious that a lot of businesses at the moment are having to make very, very tough decisions. Decisions covering staffing, um, decisions covering finance and uh, and contingency plans that have been in place for so long that, uh, to be honest, have never been used. I mean, crisis management policies, you know, it, it, it really emphasizes the point that no one has really ever envisaged anything to this scale happening and no matter how many policies procedures contingency plans you've got in place this has been one of the biggest tests for for every every business up and down the country so i think everyone's echoing this at the moment that uh it is a very tough time for us all but we're all in the same boat and uh Hopefully there will be light at the end of the tunnel and we can all work forward to, uh, to get the economy kick-started and uh, to, um, to work together to try and get this uh, country moving again. So what have we got in store tonight? We've got an excellent lineup. We are going to be interviewing Mr. Dirk Bolwerk. He is the owner of an independent opticians in Horsham, West Sussex. It's called Dixie's. It's been around for many years. Um, they've been established on the high street since 1837 uh, with their first shop opening in Brighton before moving inland. Um, Dirk himself has got over 20 years of optical experience and is the third generation in his family to specialise in optics. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome Dirk to the show. This is the Late Night Lawyer Weekend Edition. Okay, Dirk, welcome to the show. Um, I hope you're well. Uh, Can you give me a bit of an intro into the listeners, a bit of an intro about yourself? Thank you, Alex, for having me on your show. Um, Yes, all right. uh, What would you like to know? I'm of German origin. Joined England 30 years ago, moved over after I qualified as an optician in Germany in 1987 and built up three practices, evolved with them and decided in 2004 that it was time to have my own practice and uh, bought the practice in West Street in Horsham. Excellent. Wonderful. What, what actually made you, um, made you come to Horsham and, and to England? What, what right, sort there's, of- a, there's two parts of the story. The first is yeah. that I came to England by accident. Germany got reunited, as most of your listeners will know, in 1989. And I was practicing in Munich at the time. And Munich was a place which was invaded by the eastern parts. And therefore, all of a sudden, my boss being of Jewish origin, he uh, said, would it be possible for you to work for half 
your wages. And I didn't understand where this motivation would come from because as you may appreciate, Munich being a metropolis like London, there is no way that you can take a pay cut because mm -hmm. the living uh, standards are so high that you need the income that is offered to you. But in turn, two uh, gents from uh, eastern parts of Germany uh, offered to pay for my wages and we agreed to disagree. And I left the practice there with the promise of one of my patients to come to experience the south coast of England in a summer where I was still owed some holiday. And that was the beginning of the journey. And so I then uh, ended up leaving my suitcases here and fell in love with the country. Fantastic. That's the first part of the question. And the second one, uh, why Horsham? Horsham. Well, I, I started in Horsham in 1998. And it was by sheer coincidence uh, when I was practicing in Rustington, I was leading three practices there that I was working with an optician there who offered or recommended that we could build up a practice together in Horsham that was slightly neglected and there was cash involved. And of course, anybody likes to work for a little bit of extra cash. And hence I ended up in Horsham. And what then happened was that my then employer wasn't doing so well and they found it necessary to put this practice on the market two, four, six years on. And uh, by now I was working as part-time manager in the practice and they offered me the practice. I bought it in 2004. Fantastic. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, store, Dixie's, and everyone knows it, you know, it's, it's been in West Street for so long. Uh, I mean, what would you say sets you apart from your competitors? Well, the first thing is that we are pre we are, the layout of the practice is very unusual. And as you know yourself, I introduced uh, the iCafe on the first floor we are self-sufficient. We are manufacturing lenses on the practice, uh, on the premises. We have a laboratory that's fully functioning. Uh, we have an approach that is completely different to the multiples because when you come to my practice, it is not this very frosty atmosphere where it's got the clinical touch to it, where we base our philosophy more on the care side than uh, the, the money side. And we look after the individu individual, their requirements, their needs, their personal needs for these glasses to be suitable for their everyday lifestyle. Tell me a bit about a bit more about the uh, the cafe because it's it's a wonderful idea to have a cafe within within an opticianist. I mean, t tell me tell me a bit more. Looking at looking at the figures, and as most of your listeners will know, is that the high street has suffered a blow since the internet became so popular with the new generation. Yeah. And it took the merchandise exchange on the high street away from us. And we were losing interest of the people to come into the high street to just exchange themselves or meet friends. And as you know, in Horsham in particular, we have a big coffee culture there. And um, we had a room that was doing nothing. And uh, one of my patients happens to be an American writer. And she has a love interest outside town in Horsham. And two children with her. And he just fell into my shop by accident. He purchased some sunglasses. We started talking and the room was available. And he was complaining that he didn't want to sit in a shopping window exposed to the public. So what would there, would there be another option anywhere that I would know of? And so one word gave another. I then went to take my annual leave and went to Milan and uh, exchanged myself there on the premises with some coffee shops. And as you know, coffee uh, the coffee culture in, in uh, Italy is second to none. And uh, 
they, they make a cup of, decent cappuccino blindfolded. So I was fascinated by the whole thing. I knew that the room would give some opportunity there, even though it's on the first floor, it's not a desirable uh, area to have a business, but it wasn't supposed to be a new business. It was just to serve a purpose for my patients to stay on the premises. Let's say, for example, when the wife was fitted with contact lenses and the husband wasn't so patient, we then introduced uh, free Wi-Fi so they could still carry on their business upstairs. And so the, the coffee shop became our strongest advertising tool because nationwide we are the only optician with a TripAdvisor account that advertises the goods that we sell in the coffee shop as well as we have an optician's attached to it. Amazing. Amazing. Are you, are you the barista? <laughs> One of them, yes. We have three fully qualified baristas. Excellent. And uh, anything from a flat white to a nice latte is possible. We also, I'm proud of ourselves that we didn't go for the big boys coffee beans. So we have a privately chosen coffee bean that is exclusive to us in the high street. And that's what people come back for. Little did I know that it was so, it was standard practice that you get regulars. So we have people on every single day, they just pop in for that cup of coffee because it's part of the daily routine to just have a different experience. Amazing. So totally sets you apart, I have to say. It's fantastic. Fantastic. And um, so t- talking a bit about, about the glasses and your collection. So, so where, because you, you're, I would say your collection is a lot more unique to some of the others that you see on the high street. I mean, where do you source your collections? Well, what we've done from the beginning, I mean, being from Germany myself, we have Italy and in France and the southern parts of Germany attached to us straight away. And they're the biggest trade fairs internationally for Europe accessible. So I was brought up with traveling extensively to see what other countries are doing on the fashion side. And Italy themselves are known for their fashion product. And when, when it goes as far south as Italy, like Milan, there's also access from the Far East. So we have had access to the whole world. Uh, because the trouble that you're experiencing is, which you probably know, when you run a business uh, on the island, you are blindfolded. It's, it's a bit like uh, you only see a certain collection. You may see the name Tom Ford, but little do people know that these collections are specifically chosen for the, the nation. So you don't see the whole collection that Tom Ford has actually designed. So that's one of the many reasons why we go to Milan and to Munich, as well as Hong Kong. And uh, soon it will also be America, because America is very eclectic in their approach towards the design of spectacles. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, so talking a bit about your spare time, what, what do you enjoy doing when you're outside of the, uh, of the office? If you let, let the visitors know... My spare time is, uh, it's a, uh, well, when I have time, and I mean, in the situation that we're in at the moment, I have plenty yeah. of time. I, I enjoy playing the piano greatly. I have played the piano for a long time. And uh, about eight years ago, I had my own jazz trio, and we played uh, on the South Coast, mainly in Brighton, and had a, uh, a gig there every Sunday. And that gives me great realization because, you know, we're running a business with staff. You, anybody who's self-employed has an idea as to how much of a headache it can be. And that actually gives me a nice option to be recreational and uh, release my frustration. If that, mm. That's the right way to put it. chill down. I've just had a piano delivered actually from Germany. I don't, don't know how to play it, but we might have to have a conversation about that. 
So how come you just ordered a piano? Well, I've, I've, I've always wanted to go into uh, playing the piano as a sideline right. and, uh, uh-huh. with, with a three-year-old daughter. I thought it may, may you know, allow her to try that as well, but it's something I've never done. So we're starting a bit late. So we'll see how we go. It's never too late to start. My, my oldest pupil, when I, first, when I first came to the country, I did teach German as a foreign language and communication as well as teaching piano for beginners. And on no, on no grade level, but my youngest was six and my oldest was then 64. So wow. if you have an affinity of liking music and producing something that's creative, piano is a beautiful instrument. It is. It's a fantastic sound. So I'm going to talk a little bit now about the, uh, I guess, the morbid topic of COVID-19 and, uh, and everything that comes with it at the moment. So... Um, yeah. I mean, Dirk, obviously you've been, you've been affected very much the same as, as I have and the same as every other business, really. And uh, I'd be keen to, I'm sure the listeners would as well, just to know a little bit about your, um, your plan. How did, you, how did you plan for something like this? And, and you know, what, what sort of plan have you got in place? It's quite fascinating how the human body is designed to adapt to extreme circumstances. Because I think I speak for a lot of people being on the high street and you get the nod from the government saying that from now on you will be shut. And there are all these promises that obviously don't uh, manifest immediately. And we want to see results, of course, straight away. It was a very frustrating first 10 days. And then you have to regroup with the people that are on, on a similar basis. And it actually works really well if you exchange yourself with people who are self-employed, who also have staff, who have premises that are they're responsible for. Most of my fellow traders um, don't own the premises either, so they're in my position where you have to pay rent. And all these bills have to be met. And regardless of somebody saying you shut your shop and you have no income, all of a sudden, no income, but the outgoings are still there. So that was a really tricky journey to keep your mental health on a balance. And then with, with exchanging yourself of your equal, it becomes easier because everybody is on that same journey. We're not in the same boat because we have a different boat to, to sail, but it is the same journey. And therefore, it makes it much easier to cope with the situation. In fact, I've just spoken to one of my optometrists to find out how he's doing because he's got two young children. They've just had a dog. They have a big mortgage. He's got a practice as well. And they're all going through the same trauma. There's one day when it's beautiful because that's just the way the weather is going to be. And then the next day, you don't know how to, to cope with the next bill. So I think the key is staying in conversation with, with uh, your profession or your equal helps a great deal to keep the mental balance going. And what also helps is be creative. If you have a team like I have, which I'm really proud of and very lucky to have them, they are super creative and we have now managed to develop a product that was already in the making in February, but it has now gained substance to actually give us a future as a high street existence. Amazing. I think, I think going with that as well, a lot of businesses are now starting to think out of the box, aren't they? It's a new way of working. You have to. You, you just have to. There, there's no way. I mean, just like yourself, you have a, you have a practice, you've got premises, yeah. you've got employee, employees. And I mean, in your case, it's possibly a little bit easier than me working 
uh, on the virtual level because we can't test eyes on the computer. No, That's not no absolutely. Yeah. But how we go back into the real world to do this safety distance and side testing, nobody knows this yet because I don't think the government even knows what they're going to do. No, I don't either. I think it's going to be very much a test and learn process, isn't it, for yeah. uh, for the yeah. closing down of lockdown and leading on to, I guess, the future because it's... Um, and I think, that, yeah, and there, there, is, there it is, the future. What, what are we doing with the immediate future? What I find difficult to to digest is the simple fact that it is all very well to have the loans available now that are 100% supported by the government, backed by the government, because most of um, my, my fellow traders are in a similar position. They want to borrow the money, but it's an extra overhead that is out of our control and that requires an extra turnover in your cash flow. That doesn't automatically happen. No. And I don't think that people will be queuing up to come back immediately because the human is made this way that they're apprehensive now to go and catch still. What's and I think going a lot on. of it, it's, uh, it's pressure of the future because ultimately, you know, there's a lot of businesses. I mean, myself included yourself probably where we're asking for breaks, holiday breaks on expenses, yeah. but it's all got to be paid in the long term. So, you know, ultimately this has all got to be accounted for in the future. So it's, uh, it, it is tough. It's very tough, like you say, but, you know, hopefully, I think for me, what, what has been very, very important is probably the network we're involved in. And, you know, you Definitely. probably you probably agree, you know, business networking, um, teaming up together. It's, it's a huge, huge uh, benefit, you know, that, that we all sort of, we're riding this, this wave together, really. And it does help, as I said before, when you actually exchange yourself with equally minded people, on a one-to-one basis, like we all have done frequently uh, on a daily basis, that even if you only take one new idea out of that, our meeting is a benefit because you didn't think of that little bit that could potentially support your future. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of I kinda recommend this exchange uh, highly enough. It is really important. Yeah, totally agree. Um, so, so just you know, we'll we'll go on to the future now. I guess um, looking at the future, how, how do you see your actual business evolving? I know it's quite hard to say now, but let's you know talk down the road. The good thing is that we have got two elements or three elements to our business. So we have got the laboratory that we can reignite as soon as we open up. That doesn't need any forewarning. Uh, the coffee shop depends on what the legislation is because we have applied for more covers in the shop. So because the coffee shop is very successful, at the moment we only have 12, maximum 15 covers, and it's very, very cozy then, but we will also be able to extend this to another room. So we are anticipating to enlarge the area to 30 covers. That's the first plan to get more people through the door. But that also then depends on the the social distancing. I don't know what, what the requirements are for coffee shops. So that's one thing that is in the pipeline and will definitely be done once we've got the green light to do so. And the other one which you may have heard of is that I introduced medical optical boutique travel. There also, the travel won't start immediately, but with the experience recently that nobody was able to leave the house, meet friends, do something nice for themselves, these boutique travel weekends will be a package tour for anybody around the world on our new website, which we're working on, and this is where, where I was talking about my team, I create my very creative team right now, that we are offering uh, two or three nights in a nice hotel of your choice. It will be multiple choice on our website. So you can go from a four-star to uh, Airbnb, whatever suits your pocket. There will be a basic 
um, a basic price attached to it. And then you can choose whether you want to have just the side test and the glasses included, or whether you want to go and play a little bit of golf or do a little bit of wine tasting or, uh, or have some, uh, some massage. Uh, we have beautiful companies already affiliated with us. If you go onto our website right now, which is horsemoptician.com, then you can have a look at sightseeing. It's right in the menu there. There it gives you an idea already what we are planning to do. In about six weeks' time, we launch the new website, and then we hopefully get more international clientele and also bring England and put it back on the map after Brexit. Fantastic. Tourism attached to it is brilliant. So good. So good. Um, I think, well, it's very important being diverse, isn't it, really? And it's the only thing I think that will make future survive. Don't think that. Yeah, you need to do it. You need to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you very much, Dirk. It's been brilliant. Um, Any Yeah, no, no, it's been amazing. And uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to get across to our listeners? Well, just to summarize, if you are in the position, uh, I think we're all in, in a frustrating position right now with money not coming in, not earning any money, not knowing where the next bill is or what the, how the next bill is going to be covered. Um, just stick in there. We, we all have to ride this wave and find a neighbor or a friend or like we've just done on Zoom to just have a chat because everybody has something to say about it and everybody is worried. Amazing. So just Thank take the positive yeah. out of the talk and, 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 and move forward. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dirk. I appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Thank, Thank you so much. For more information on our services across Haywards Heath and Mid-Sussex, visit our website at mulcairjenkins.co.uk. This is the Late Night Lawyer Weekend Edition. Dirk, I want to really thank you for being on the show today. It's been truly fascinating learning about your business and learning about how it's developed in, in Horsham. I mean, I, I remember Dixie's from being five walking through the high street. You know, it's there's a lot of fond memories looking at that shop as you walk down West Street. And uh, it's been truly inspirational talking to you. So I, I thank you. Okay, so ahead of the next show, um, we are going to have another family clinic. It's going to be coming up in the next few weeks with Nadine. Um, I know Nadine, obviously, in the previous show, um, was answering a lot of your questions that you put forward on social media. So if I can ask you all to please put forward your questions to us, write in Horsham at ManchiniLegal.com. Um, any questions that you want raised and answered in that uh up-and-coming live event which is happening with Nadine please put them forward Uh, you can also post them on social media and we will ensure that we go through every single one and uh, and answer them uh, live on air in the next couple of weeks we'll update you with more details as they come okay ladies and gentlemen we're going to end the show now with another uh, live track it's from Daniel Tavalieri it's called Who Are We and it's in a series of songs that he's produced for the show and uh, enjoy listening to it any comments feedback please please put them on our social media site The Late Night Lawyer thank you keep safe everyone of the stars in the sky 
Have you ever questioned the reason why? Have you ever looked down at the beauty of the flowers in the field? Have you ever questioned what is real? Have you ever wondered who are we and where are we from? Why are we here? Where do we go when we die? These are questions unresolved in our minds. Is there will cover up by the sugar coated lies and they were spoon fed to me when I was a child when I was too young to understand too innocent to see that there were wolves all around and they were training me not to ask the question Who are we? Where are we from? Why are we here? Where do we go when we die? These are questions unresolved in our mind Who do we turn to? Where do we find? The answers, the answers they say it's written in a book But the words They have been Grossly misunderstood And they say It's written in the stars In a language long lost That explains it Questions unresolved in our minds Who do 
For more information on our services, visit our website at mancinilegal.com. Your first choice lawyers across Sussex.